Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show. Great to be with you. Happy to welcome to the program somebody who I... I haven't really been able to have a conversation with since uh, our debate uh, event just a few weeks ago. Lee Brown joining us. She is a candidate for District 8, and uh, it's great to have you on the show today, Lee. Thanks for coming by. Well, thank you, Brett. I'm just hoping you're still all spiced up and we're going to dig into the Federalist Papers. What are we going to do now? Oh, I was doing I was going to do the Constitution, but then I realized, you know, I, I think we'll just we'll set that in uh, off to the side for the purposes of this conversation. So let me ask you a question, though. OK, as you envision uh, winning this seat, going to Washington, D.C., what what would be the first couple of things that you would want to try to accomplish uh, once you're sworn in, you're acclimated, all that sort of stuff? What what, what are the priorities for Lee Brown uh, in D.C.? Well, the priorities would be on two fronts, right? So the first one is, as a freshman, you have to build relationships. And so I'd be setting up coffee and lunch dates with as many members as possible to start building those friendships and coalitions so I can drive good ideas forward. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, I believe I've got to sign on as quickly as possible to strong border strengthening, Mm -hmm. as in enforce the legislation we already have. I'm really tired of all the conversation about needing new bills. We really have to enforce what we have. But, of course, the reforms are necessary as well. I'll get involved in that. I will be involved in also some things that don't seem very sexy, but we have some problems in real estate and I think Mm -hmm. our listeners, especially here in the Charlotte area, know how much of our housing stock has been purchased by hedge funds and institutional investors, Mm -hmm. and it's really boxing our kids and grandkids and our first-time buyers out of the market. I think Congress is going to have to make some moves when it comes to BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard on these housing purchases. Mm -hmm. I will lead that forward. I'm also going to be looking at the spending because – it's crazy. My household doesn't run like this. My business doesn't run like this. And if somebody's going to ask me for money, Brett, I want to know where it goes. That's I want right. to see how my dollars are behaving. And so I had a very interesting conversation with a gentleman yesterday at the polls for early voting, and he's very in favor of funding for Ukraine. And he asked why I was not. And I said, because we have $200 billion that are running loose in the wild, and we don't know where they've gone. Mm-hmm. I said, if you want me to say yes to any funding, I need to know where the existing spending has gone and if it's been fruitful. If it has, my goodness, we'll have a conversation. But something tells me that those dollars are not being utilized wisely. Uh, Listen, uh, amen to everything you've just said. So I want to go back to the real estate component here because this is this is a hugely important thing we we have people who genuinely believe the american dream uh is is in jeopardy because you have multi-generational uh uh, living situations people are you know they can't save money by renting an apartment uh, and and sock it away so that they can then purchase a home at some point like that what about this because really at the end of the day the only thing government can do is to regulate and regulation has has driven people, I think, out of out of the marketplace, especially those 
those new household formations. Talk a little bit about the American dream and, and, and what it is that you would like to see happen there in Washington. Well, it's one of the advantages I bring to the race, Brad, is that I've spent my career in real estate. And what a lot of folks don't know is that real estate is the fifth largest component of our national GDP. It's a really big deal, even though HGTV and Selling Sunset really minimize how important it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then you look around our community, we have first responders, we have teachers. They can't afford to live where they work. And if we want our community to get stronger, the police will tell you they have a better time enforcing the law if they are part of the community. Teachers will tell you they have more success in the classroom if they're around the families. Well, we're setting it up right now where we do have some electeds who have said, well, they can just go to another county and drive in. Okay, well, that's not right. We don't right. want to build mm -hmm. a an economy that's only built for one group. And one of the things that's always made this area so attractive is that we've had a broad diversity of housing, not just of cross points, but of styles. And there's a little something for everyone. You know, you mentioned multi-generational. That's really important to some folks. And then there's others that just want a little condo where yep. nobody knows that they're home or not. And then you've got people who want their luxury home on the golf course. And that's the beauty of real estate is that it should have a free market ability to provide something different for everyone but what's driving this away is the cost is getting away from our people. And that's not just a federal problem. It's also a local problem when you look at the new Charlotte UDO, which is a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. But the permitting and regulatory burden that hits housing, it doesn't hurt some people, but others it just boxes them out of the market. Now, where the feds can get involved in this, mm -hmm. I think it does go to this hedge fund problem we have. Yep. Brent, there's an estimate that 30% of our housing stock in the greater Charlotte area is owned by some hedge fund or institutional investor. Wow. wow. And, the, and the people that don't believe me on that, I tell you to look in the tax records and look at all the LLCs that own things because they title them each one in a different little LLC, so it's very hard to track. And I'm a transparency person. I don't like that kind of foolishness sure. because it makes it harder for our community. And our buyers know this the last four years of covid market that's run up our prices some folks have benefited others have been in 14 15 16 bidding wars and they're doing their level best to save a down payment they mm -hmm. got their credit up they want to be in their home they want the american dream but they lose out to a hedge fund which pays all cash closes whenever the sellers want to close and has no inspections and to the home seller, as the agent, I beg them, please consider mm -hmm. the owner-occupant who will make our community better. But they look at the ease and the money of the investor, and, and they go that route and can't even blame them. So I think there's going to have to be something done because our our system doesn't work without private property rights. Go back to where you were getting spicy about the Constitution. Yes. One of the primary things our founding fathers wanted people to have here was a chance to own property. That's right. Because they didn't have that over in Europe. It was something for the nobility, and the serfs and the peasants had no chance. Over here, they envisioned a country where everybody could have a chance. That's and right. it's just the core of what makes America work. And I want to be a voice that reminds people of that. And, in fact, I want constituents from the district to go to D.C. with me and testify on the floor of Congress about what their home means to them 
and why we should be very vigilant about protecting the American dream. It's very interesting because you have the hedge fund side of the of the equation and you've got HUD on the on the other side of the equation. And there is and there is nobody advocating for the moms and the dads and the new families and the and and that sort of stuff and and I think you know you would be a very valuable voice in that regard, um, uh, uh, Lee. I, I really do. I think it, there are people who write all this regulation, but they don't understand it and they don't understand what they're doing, uh, and and what the what the long term implications are, like the way you're talking about. Well, you know, there's good money that can be spent. So when I want when I want to cut spending, I want to be very clear that there are good expenditures and then there are wasteful expenditures. There is so much waste in the Department of Education. I don't know how you save it right now, but that put handcuffs on our school boards during the COVID era because they were afraid of losing their funding. Right. The same thing happens in every department, including agriculture, where Oddly enough, USDA loans are housed. And for a lot of your listeners, they might not know that the USDA has a mortgage program that is a 100% program so somebody can get into a house with no down payment as long as they have a reasonable credit score and income. And that applies to our areas that are rural in nature, and it's been a huge key to rural home ownership. Well, that sits in the Department of Ag. That's good spending. I want to see more programs like that that encourage home ownership for people who have the credit score and the income, they're doing it the right way. They need the hand up instead of the hand out. And that is where we can start helping the each county get into a better position because homeowners are the best thing for a community, Brett. Just like when a business grows to the point where they buy their commercial property, that's when they start hiring more people. That's, that's when right. they put capital back into the building and everything starts to expand from there and we want to make sure that the regulations in place encourage expansion, not for expansion's sake, but smart expansion. And they're not in the way of business owners or neighbors who just want to have a chance at financial stability through home ownership. Uh, Lee Brown, so good to have you on the program. Where do people go to get more information about Lee Brown? Well, they can go to LeeBrownForCongress.com. You can follow me on Twitter, where I get a lot spicier. <laughs> and, of course, I'm on all the social networks. I'm very accessible, approachable, and transparent, because I think that's what we need in our elected officials, that they remember they work for us and not the other way around. Go get them. I appreciate you coming on the program today. Thank you so much, Lee. It's been a pleasure.